0: Blog Talk Radio. Hey yo, what's good? It's your boy Jerusalem from the Scarfella Music Group, and you're on the air with the hottest station, Andy Fire, with and your hope Lil Timmy and Nakia, right here right on the station right all the hottest right hip hop hits. Andy Fire, let's get it.
1: It's Thursday. That means you're tuned into to another episode of Indie Fire right here with uh, Nakia. You know what, guys? I made a decision. And if you were listening on Monday for New Music Mondays, you probably heard me say this, that I don't do well with men. Like, apparently, I just... Okay, I'm, oh, hold on. Let me back up. Let me back up. I don't do well with men on this show, all right? And with that being said, I think I'm just going to leave things, you know, like it, like they are. If by chance we get the co-host, you know, that's going to stick around and that's going to be about this mission the way I am, and they're not here for anything else other than this mission, you know, then we'll have a co-host. And if not, then I'm good. You guys know I carry my weight. So um, in the meantime, we got to work on, we have like seven, I say we, because, you know, there's people that work behind me, but we got like seven people, seven artists out right now that are working on intro music for all four shows. And I think they fell asleep. Like, I think I need to personally visit everyone and wake them up because I need intro music. Even my drop isn't proper now. So, guys, don't make me come looking for you, okay? You don't want to see me face to face. I get real, real, real nasty, all right? So, let's work done and, um, we can have some intro music, all right, and some new drops for the show. Uh, I want to talk about something I read a few minutes ago, and um, it's rather funny. Um, It's nothing really serious tonight, but I I did want to bring it up because it started to fuel some tensions, I guess, between, you know, certain readers or or people that were responding or people who may come back and respond. I don't know. Anyway, um, I'm not sure where the article came from. I want to say maybe Daily Mail, Daily News. And there's a couple in Utah that are fighting right now for their right to be married. And I know you're probably thinking, like, okay, well, what's wrong with that? Well, it just happens they their first cousins, all right? And when they were little kids, you know, the little boy told the mother of the little girl, you know, like, I'm going I'm to marry her, you know? She's going to be my girlfriend. I'm going to marry her And when we get bigger. And so the mother was like, no, you two can remain friends, but you can't, you know, you can't, she can't be your girlfriend, you can't be the boyfriend, and you definitely can't get married, all right? So as they, they would see each other at different, you know, um, family events or whatever, and the the attraction just continued to build, you know, um, but then they would go their separate ways after, you know, maybe family reunion you know, or somebody's birthday or whatever, they would go their separate ways, all right? So they get older as adults, and they happen to like run up on each other again. I don't know what kind of first cousins they are because I always see my first cousins, but they they seem like really distant first cousins, right? So they run up on each other again, and they decide to go into another state. Hell, I don't remember if it was Colorado or California. They went to another state, and they got legally married, all right, as first cousins because it is legal in 25 states, possibly a 26th one, all right? So they got married, but as soon as they try to cross the border and come back into Utah, they're no longer married. So they're fighting this. My question is, why are we talking about this? Like, this seems like something that should be just between whatever's going on and your family. I mean, it may pave the way for other people and open the doors for, you know, other people or whatever. I got I got a cousin that I am crazy about, not on the level to go get married, you know what I'm saying, but do hold me down, you know, and – um. I just don't understand why we're talking about this. Like, why is this important? When there are so many other topics of discussions that we could be discussing right now. I'm not talking about R. Kelly. I'm not talking about Jesse Smollett. I'm not talking about Michael Dole. You know, how many of you read about the little girl? Um, I'm going to just say hashtag future princess hero that was found in a duffel bag. You know, somebody killed this baby girl put her in a duffel bag and just abandon her on the side of the road. Why aren't we talking about this? Why aren't we trying to locate her killer or killers? You know what I'm saying? Um, people want to say that the cousin's getting married, you know, that's thick and twisted or whatever. I say love who you want to love. I, I, who am I to judge and who am I to condemn? That's not for me. But let's, let's talk about the sick and twisted minds of people who are, you know, it's one thing to just to commit murder, homicide, slaughter. However you want to, however it's, the crime is um, termed um, against anyone, um, against an adult, against the elderly, you know. But when you think about children, precious children who can't fight back, who um it's it's just that's the sick and twisted people that we need to worry about right now, that we need to be worrying about right now. Not these cousins, you know, over there in Utah doing they have ass backwards with shit. Let them do what they do, and let's focus on this. This is a larger picture right here, and it's not something that just happened overnight. It's been going on, and it's being pushed up under so many, you know, different um, rugs, and, and but right up to people's doorsteps as well because you find that, you know, um, people's fathers and their mothers and their grandmothers and their aunties and uncles are the ones who are committing these heinous acts, you know, against these children. Not to say this is what happened to this little girl, but I'm just saying um, this stuff is right there in the home. And it goes on, and it goes on unseen, uh, supposedly. You know, people notice. uh, Kids go to school with bruises. People notice. Um I wrote a paper last semester and i'm gonna get i'm gonna get to our our because 'cause I'm excited tonight we actually have we don't have an artist tonight, so i'm really excited all right but I wrote a paper last semester i don't even remember what 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 we had to do like what it was what the subject was or whatever but you know you had to be able to um to to prove without a shadow of a doubt that you know this right here cause this right here, so this right here should happen. Like a cause and effect type of paper, all right? And so I can't remember the case. I want to say it was in Chicago. Um, A little girl uh, was killed, and her her mother did it. And the boyfriend, of course, had something to do with it too. But the daycare um, even was at fault because they saw this happening, the little girl coming in and saying she would say her mother did it or her you know, whatever the man's name was, he did it. And social workers were misappointments, you know. And, and my thing was, um, should should uh, the workers, like social workers, um, be held accountable? You know, if a child under their their watch, if the child dies because they're not doing their job, because they're being negligent, you know, should they be held accountable? And I had to prove this. You know, and it was it was like the toughest paper I wrote because or have written because I was so that case really disturbed me emotionally. And so it was hard for me to be able to put my words onto a paper where I wasn't cursing, you know what I mean, Um, so that it was eloquently written um, in proper vernacular, you know. Um, But then me and my professor went back and forth, you know, because she felt like, you know, I was wrong and, and, you know, maybe uh, the social worker shouldn't. So I had to fight to prove, you know, and do a lot of research on that paper. Needless to say, I got an A on it. Thank you. Um, But I just feel like we shouldn't be worried about, the cousins in Utah. We should be focused on um, right here in our in our own. And it may be, maybe not your back door because it may be in Utah as well. You know what I'm saying? It may be in California, wherever it's occurring. Your back door. You see it happening. You know it. it just needs to be more. It needs. It's a it's a it's a cause that I feel needs to be vocalized more. And and speaking of which, um, and I'm fast forwarding just a little bit, but our guest tonight has a series of books and they they do and i actually started reading this one about 20 minutes ago but they deal with um domestic violence and you all know that's one of my platforms and so I'm I'm dying to like pick his brain like you know where did it where did it come from I understand that that's something that we all need as I just said that's something that we all need to be mindful of you know because it's nothing for somebody to say I'm fine on the outside, and you may visibly see their stars, but as long as they're telling you they're fine, you know, back up. They're fine, you know. Um, so I do want to just jump right in and talk to him. Um, but, you know, we got to follow protocol. Let me tell you who we're interviewing tonight. All right, guys? Um, if you're just tuning in, you're live right here on Indie Fire with Nakia. I've been on my little stool. I'm stepping down now. The floor is no longer mine. I'm opening the floor up for our guest tonight. This is novelist and published author F. L. Beatty. He was born, and it's probably Beatty. It could be Beatty, but he's going to tell me. He was born Frederick Lamar Beatty. He found the love of writing early in childhood, writing short stories and poetry, and even creating a comic book with his twin brother, Cedric, where he served as a colorist and contributed to the writing of the character dialogue. He traveled between Georgia and California, settling in California for a while to focus on music writing and creation you don't see how this all comes together you know people tell me like i'm an artist like i I don't i can't write but you write music so it all comes together you know all right so the call of home became too great so he moved back to georgia to focus again on music but the call of writing was something he could not resist he started back writing short stories and poems submitting some of his work in local and national contests and gaining some national recognition. Deciding to shift his focus to novel-length work, he began research on his first book. He shifted his focus from research to writing when he started A Broken Circle, his first published work from Diamond Cut Publications in 2017. Since then, he has hosted The Author's Alley, a radio show powered by Diversity of the Mind's Blazing Heat Radio, and he is a three year Navy veteran, salute to you, currently residing in Tampa, Florida, with his lovely wife, Erica, and their three children. In the fire listening audience, I present to you our guest of this evening, novelist and published author, F.L. Beattie. Well, you know, every now and again, we have technical difficulties, right? We got them going on right now. So hold on just a moment. ta Are you there?
0: I am. Hey, how's it going?
1: <laughs> it's going good. I, I just knew something was going to happen tonight. I just know when I'm by myself, something <laughs> always happens. But we're back in. We're back in. If you're just tuning in <laughs> now, you're live over here on MD Fire with special guest, S.L., uh, is it or Beatty or Baby? It's Beatty I was right guys I was right I was right <laughs> I definitely i i wanna jump right into this because i'm I wanna get to the book okay the newest not a problem
0: book.
1: but before then you know i i gotta do you gotta lay the groundwork for everybody um you started writing early in your childhood started with your stories and the poetry and even the comic book. When did you first realize, though, that you were a writer? I mean, some people dibble and dabble, but they don't officially put a title to their name until something big hits or, you know, something significant occurs in their life. When did you first realize that, bam, this is me, I'm a writer?
0: Well, you know, like, you, you touched on it a little bit, um, my I've been really writing since 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 uh, since a wee little kid, so my history with actually dabbling in writing really starts from eight years old. So um, I dabbled in writing. You know I was an avid reader. So you know and my actually when it all jail for me is when I actually wrote wrote some short stories. They gained, they gained, they gained a little bit of recognition, and a lot of people, a lot of people that were close, that were like very close to me, like family, some friends. They said, "No, we like this. This is nice, man." So that's really put me in the vein of like, "Yeah, I can actually do this. I can actually, I can actually do this." So that's that's where that's where it kind of put me in that vein of so like, "Yeah, I can do this. I'm, I, and I feel like I can master this, and this is this is where I, this is where I need to be at."
1: You just mentioned, you know, bringing in family and friends, and I know that you said that you you had the comic book with your twin brother. Um, does your family support this career as a writer?
0: They do. They're very. They're highly supportive of what I do. Um, they, they're very. They're highly supportive of what I do. They haven't. They anytime. Anytime I, you know, I put something out, um, such as you know my first my first book, um, the my first book, and then any or all other subsequent works they've been very supportive of what I've been doing um my mother and my father are you know my, well my mother and father are the most the constant parts of support for me my wife and my and me my wife and my family and my and my the family that I felt that I've grown with have been immensely supportive of what I've been doing you know my wife is the the main one she pushes me to be better than It'd be better than what I've done. What I was before, you know. Okay, she always says, "Well, Four. your first book, yes, your your first book's out. Your first book's out. Put, come on, let's get the second one out. The second book's out. Let's go right. and get let's do the third one. Come on, let's let's get it." Right. Well, shout so, out, shout out to the misses. Yes. Most indeed, definitely, you indeed.
1: have to have those those motivating forces behind you.
0: Indeed, indeed, so that's and good. you know it really indeed.
1: Now, your first book was published in 2017. I almost said last week. Your first book was published in 2017. Mm-hmm. Now, how did publishing your first book change your writing process or did it at all?
0: Hmm. It didn't. My writing process has been the same probably since since I was 30 years old. So my writing process, I'm 46 now, so my writing processes, writing processes haven't change that much in 16 years um when it could but you know when it comes to certain certain types of things certain types of writing that I do um my process still my process is the same it's always I always start with an outline um I mm-hmm. always try to to I always I always do my best to try to develop I develop my characters within this outline you know give them with well, my outline is just the base just baseline the baseline character, mm-hmm. some some small characteristics of who they are. Um, within this outline, I also develop the story, the setting. Um, normally, the pace, my pacing, comes when I actually when I actually write. So from the out, so from my outline, I actually develop, I actually create, create my create my story or create my world. Um, my pacing comes from when I how I how I write my story. Um, there are times in my process to where I have to either slow down or. Um, speed up or in some cases just stop altogether because mm-hmm. certain, part, certain parts of my story don't necessarily match up to what to what I to what I'm thinking in my mind or what I'm or, what, or how I'm playing it out or how I'm playing it out in my mind or how I would imagine it to be while I'm writing it because when I write and I, I write in I write in I write in sections it's it's a so it's a it's a little it's weird. It's a little it's a weird little a little weird little quirk that I picked up from doing from writing for so long. I write in sections. I start with my beginning, I read it, and I you know, as I'm reading it, I I imagine it. I imagine how it goes down in my head, in my imagination, and then once I have that picture vividly ingrained, then I go to my middle part. I start from the beginning again, read the middle part ingrained all that in my head and then I go to my ending and that my this it's a weird it's a weird process but it keep but it keeps me keeps me on keeps me on level and it keeps me on time
1: I wouldn't necessarily call it weird but it just confused the hell out of me I know that, um, and I, know that every, I, know, I know everyone has their own writing style me personally because I'm so anxious to get to the end and I want everybody to know what happened. I write the ending first. I already know. So I write the ending first. That's going to be the best thing. But then I'm stuck. And I know the beginning a little bit, you know what I mean? But it's the middle, it's the middle part where I feel like that will probably be the juiciest. But because like I have so many stories inside of me, that need to come out, and they're out in different places they're you know they're recorded they're written down they're um, but I, I think you you mentioned depends upon something that I feel like is very important. the same when you write a research paper or an essay, you need to have an outline. I think that is very important, and for me, my mm-hmm. outline just kind of goes like. I know what the hell I want to say, and this is how it's going to go. And that, that's my outcome. That's <laughs> probably why I can't finish anything, you know? That's probably the reason why I can't finish anything right there. Now, you, you mentioned your characters, and I mentioned that I, was, I just started reading the, your latest book. Um, and I'm going to talk about that in just a few minutes. But in mentioned characters, and I'm not really talking about the characters in um, Broken Chains. I'm just talking about characters in general. How do you select the name of the character? Are they people that you know? These, and I know your, your works are fiction, but you know, at some are you touching upon lives of some people. You know, have you ran across somebody and their name was something and it was catchy to you? Or how do you come up with the character names?
0: You know what that my my choice of characters is. Initially, it was a random it was a random process. Um, just I just. I, you would normally pick a name that that sounded cat that sounded catchy to me and fit the and fit the character. Now, especially with the book that's out now, um, it's with this book I had to really just kind of just sit down and really think about the characters that I want that I wanted to portray or have portrayed in this book. Um, you know. Just to kind of give a little primer about who the characters are, um, a lot of people would assume that my characters are of, Afri- of African American. They will be. They will be right, except in one instance. I one of my characters it. is not. No, Karina. Really? Yes. And. I'm she like, she is. She is of five. But okay, now <sighs>
1: right, go ahead. When go you
0: ahead. when you when you when you read her story and when you read her story, you'll you'll kind of, when you read her story, you'll kind of get a get a feel of kind of where her descent lies in. But you know, and just and this is not not for being any spoilers or anything like that. But Karina is, Karina is Karina is of Arab descent. Her, fa- wow. her, her father. Her father. And her father is from her father is from Saudi Arabia. Her mother is black.
1: How she ends up liking racing so much?
0: I'm, I'm okay. I yeah. No, well, I, I, well, I, I, we'll, well see. No, no, L, L, J, L, J, L, J, L, J, L, J is a black kid. He like he, his 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 love of his love of racing came from watching it with his father.
1: And I was a tad bit confused. And at first I thought, you know, like racing, like running track type racing. Um, but then certain words were said. And I was like, no, this doesn't apply to track. Uh, then I read this a little part we're talking about the pit. You know, we're talking about the pit and everything. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is like NASCAR and shit. Okay, I got you. All yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, Levitica came well, – Levit- Levitica, Levitica was a – Levitica was more was loosely based up on a cousin, or a, a friend, or a, a relative of mine. Um, she went. She went through a, a an abusive situation. That this is that's loosely that is what I'm telling is loosely her story. And right, so I, I mean, Her story is. <laughs>
1: because people might now be wondering, like, who? What, what are they talking about? All right. So, uh, FL's latest book. Was, uh, has a publication date of October the 16th 2018 It's entitled right. Broken Chain uh, It is never easy to break the chains Of abuse Even when the chains break The residue of those chains persists Levitica, LJ Jared and Karina Have made the choice to leave Their abusive situation But as each of them find out There is a cost to be exacted From that action Will it destroy them? or will they become empowered? The first book in the Healed series tackles a very hard-hitting but seldom-spoken topic of abuse. This emotionally charged story will tug at your heartstrings and compel you to take action. So we're talking about broken things right now.
0: Hmm. So you say
1: Levitica. Levitica is the main character?
0: All, all four of the characters are main characters. Each each, each, sto- okay. each story is kind of sort of a main story into the larger picture.
1: Gotcha. So, so,
0: so kind of... Nah, go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: Without spoiling it from me and those who <laughs> are, are going to go get this book, and guys, you missed out because the book was actually... Until last night, um, mm-hmm. and I knew that, but I got mine today because um, we we definitely Beth? do we support. All right, we support. So thank you. Um, and it's on Amazon, of course. It's on Amazon. Um, it's called Broken Chains. If you put in FLBD, Google FLBD, it'll pop right up for you. But kind of walk us through um, this story, and I want to know why this topic.
0: Hmm. So to answer, I'll answer your second question first. Why did, why, why, why did, why this topic? Well, before, before we even, before we even get get into that, first of all, I, I, and I put this, I'm going to put this particular thing out there right now. Um, A Broken Circle was the first book that I published. Broken Chains is the republishing of that book. It's just add. I just I added. I added. I added more dialogue, added more story elements to it. So it's it's the okay. same book as a broken circle. It's just the republishing of that book. And now to, to and now to answer your now to answer your your second question first, why this topic? Well, how I many? I'll ask. I'll ask the question. How many? Times, how many times have you? How many times? How many times have you even heard about these type of situations in the news or in any type of police reports?
1: Um, You want me to answer from a professional point of view or just the average person talking to you? I'm a domestic violence advocate, so I know that the numbers are very low. Um, Fear of reporting. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, Mm -hmm. there are... uh, you may be scared of the outcome of the situation. You don't want the other person to really get in trouble. Um, you don't want retaliation. You're worrying about your mm-hmm. business being taken away. You're worrying about being outsourced, not being able to live the way you used to live. So there are a lot of reasons that both men and women do not report, and that you do not hear about these stories.
0: All right. So, and again, so the other part of that is this. You don't you, you don't you don't hear about these stories because number one, they're 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 rarely told. Number two, if they are told, they're either they're either they're not believable or they're far less believable based upon based upon that individual's history. Mm-hmm. Um, secondly, the another part another element to this is that this is something that is real that is rarely talked about in our in our own in our own community. I, and what I mean by right. our by, what I, what I mean by our own community i mean our our brothers and sisters we don't we don't right. talk we don't talk about this because guess what it's some people think this just is an everyday that's an everyday staple of of living it is not
1: mm-hmm.
0: it is not i can i can I can, tell, I can tell i can tell so i can tell you from 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 a from a firsthand experience it is not you know and the other thing of it is is that now you, because you're the best domestic violence advocate, so you know, so you, now you know, so you also know the mental health aspect to it. Yes. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of people won't say, won't, won't talk about their situations or their stories because, of because they feel they'll be, sh- they'll be shamed, they'll be ridiculed, they'll be talked about, and that carry, that carries a lot of emotional weight.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, from, from depression, alcoholism, um abuse of drugs even 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 in some cases suicide you know though yeah. though though those numbers are though though those numbers are like are very, or very are what I, from what i research very rare fairly low but you know now you have the mental aspect you have the mental health aspect to it you have the physical aspect to it now you you also have the psychological aspect to it they're you like you you mentioned it earlier they're they're afraid they're afraid to lose their stay their staple of their staple of living. They're afraid to lose their position and where they are in the in the life that they live their the life that they lead. You know, they're afraid to just a lot of people when it comes to these situations, they're just afraid to step out on on faith or on, oh,
1: faith. Mm-hmm.
0: on faith and just go out and just do what they need to do. To better themselves, because it's it, cause at the end of the day, it's about bettering yourself and making yourself available, making yourself a better person. But that, but you know, that's I that's just that's just it, how I look at things.
1: You you mentioned that I don't even know what you mentioned there because my mind started going back to when I was I was younger, um, and <laughs> I never I never went through um, any of it. People always ask me like. They assume that, you know, you have to have gone through something to be able to work with so many people in so many different walks of life. You know, I work with the homeless. I work with suicide prevention. I work with the human trafficking. You know, I work with so many organizations, but I've never mm-hmm. gone through any of it. I right? I just have, a, I have a, a passion, and I have a ministry to serve. Right. So exactly. when I was younger, exactly. when I was younger, and you know, everybody's not equipped for that. Everybody can't mm-hmm. do that, you know? Um, It takes a very strong person to be able to sit in – I'm on call maybe twice a week um, uh, for the emergency room to be able to sit with, you know, survivors of um, a rape or a molestation or domestic violence. It takes a very strong person, you know, to be able to to do all of that and then walk out the room and just get back into your normal life, you know. Um, But when I was younger, I used to (laughs) – this may sound crazy, but I had a kind of twist in mind when I was younger. Um, I was, you know – the circle that I ran with, there were a lot of girls who were only with, you know, guys because um, maybe they were on the football team or, you know, they were athletes or whatever reason, you know, but they could provide them with a the beeper because, you know, you, you about my age. So, you know, they we had beepers back then, so they could provide them with a the beeper and, you know, they could get them the nice boo and, you know, baby fat or whatever, but at the same token, to what expense? You know, um, they would come to school with long-suit skirts when you got on turtlenecks because you'd have been choked out the night before or, you know, just all types types of situations. And I used to be like, you know, I wish I would. I wish God would put me in a position so somebody would put their hands on me. So I can make an example, you know what I'm saying? I can make an example Mm. and I can show these other females, you know, what it is you need to do because I just felt like, like I had to be the superhero, even you know, 16, 17, 18, I felt like then I had to be the superhero for my friends because you know, and I'm I'm really short. Like I'm five two, and all my friends was like five nine, five ten. You know, but here I am stepping to their boyfriends. Like you know, you know this is wrong. You know what I mean? And I always mm-hmm. oh God, could you please send that ignorant nigga my way so he can put his hands on me? You know, I don't. Think that way. I, don't I don't. think that way now because I have I have sons. You know, and they're like six two or six right. They can all of that for me now. But I, I, at at a young age, I had that mentality that I needed to be the one to step up and just be that voice for other people. So when I read that, you know, that this is a series, not just a book, but you're taking this into other. Oh <laughs> what yeah. What do you hope to gain? What do you hope to gain from this?
0: Well, number one. There is when when you know and I, I'm when I when I start when I I'm and I'm I'm just gonna go I'm just really gonna put this out there you know this book was not what I had planned on writing that's just you know what I'm saying that's just I'm just being just just saying this book wasn't what I what I had planned on writing the the thing of it is the the inspiration to write this literally came from you know from from Yahweh, you know, I'm saying, look, he said, look, because I because I was actually going to do something along the military fiction end, which is, which I yeah. which I still dabble in every once in a while. However, you know, when it came when it came to this right here, you know, you know, Yahweh said, look, no, don't write, don't write this, write this. And we're the man, yeah. man me and important. Yahweh are having a conversation. Mm-hmm. We having a conversation a like I don't, yeah and we I'm having a conversation with guy like hey I don't know I don't know anything about this. You want me to write this but I don't know anything about this. He said don't worry about it. I got you. I'm going to give you I'm gonna, I'm going to give you the words to write. You just you just you write you write it. You write it how I tell you to write it. So that's so that's where that's pretty that's where it came that's where it came from. You know, now my what I put, what do I what are my plans for this series? Um long long term plans for this series is to, you know, I really want to be able to reach out to people who are going through the situations and the things that the things that we all go through in this, this in this journey called life. We all we all go through them. Um domestic violence and abuse is just one of the situa- one of the situations that I tackle and spent with this book here. Um without spoiling anything for the, with the second book. The second book is I'm using the same characters, but I'm also now I'm tackling different things such as such as suicide, depression, um, how 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 we how we as people deal with loss. Um things in how people how we deal with loss as 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 people. Um the my third book, and again, this is not spoiling anything that's third one now I now I dive into the now I dive into the the realm of you know the bad the battered man how you know how do how does how does this man deal with all these emotions and what went through how and how we did what he dealt with and also and then all and then I also I also tackle another touchy subject which is something that which is something that I think really which is I think really needs to be said is now I, I tackle you know police violence by police police violence i speak i speak I, now the way that i'm i speak i speak to it from the police officer's side but i also speak to it from the parent who lost the child side okay. so like i so you know these are the things these these are the things that i these are these are the subjects that i that i think about that i that i um that I pray, that I, you know, that I pray about, that I, you know, that I observe, that I observe from watching the news, from watching, you know, you know, I don't, I try not to try to, I try not to wrap myself up in too much of, you know, stations like Fox News or CNN or things right, of that right. nature because, you know, those, those are, those things just feed, just feed you information. So most of the information right. that I research is usually on lesser known, lesser known news, news outlets like, NP, like NPR, like okay. Post or those okay. guys. Um, I try not to feed it to the mainstream guys. I mean, so every once in a while, I read the New York Times, um, just for just because just because I just because I um I I'm a part of, I am I won't, I, I like I'm, I invest, I invest as well. Um, I do a little bit of investing, so I follow certain stocks. So yeah, mm-hmm. that part. Um, but that's that's my short-term goal. Long-term, you know. If I can read, if i if my stories can one person just one person and it and it and it and, and it and it and it causes them to look at their life in a different way and it causes them to change to to really really manifest a life change you know mm-hmm. the one thing that my pastor always tells us is no mind change, no life change if you want if you wanna manifest a life uh-huh. change, you've gotta manifest a mind change. If I could get one person to do that my mission my my mission as a my mission as a writer as an author as a now as a as a as an advocate as a someone who does who does a who does more who does social commentary as far as social justice and things like that that my mission is accomplished
1: awesome awesome there's always ways that we can better our craft. Oh, what yeah. one thing would you give up to become a better writer?
0: <laughs> uh, the most obvious one for me would be video games. <laughs> <laughs> I am I'm a I'm a I'm a gamer. Um you know, I've I've been a gamer since since Law since since the since geez, the the N E S okay. days. Oh yeah, Atari Twenty Six Hundred Days. Oh yeah, I've been a game. I've been a gamer since the old, since the old Atari Twenty Six Hundred Days. If you want to take it back even further, the old, the old Commodore, the old Commodore Sixty Four Days.
1: Oh wow. <laughs>
0: yeah, um, yeah. I, 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 ladies and gentlemen, I lit, I literally dated myself, y'all.
1: I literally I dated I was myself. That's about to say. You told your
0: age. So. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I'm a. I'm. I've been. I've been gaming since then. I mean, that's. That that is one. That is one. That is one of the things I like to do in my spare time when I'm not writing, um, or when I'm not spending time with my family. Um, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't game a lot. When I do, it's just for maybe for for brief moments, or maybe like a maybe two or one hour session. That's it. All my all the rest of my time is either spent researching or writing, or spending time with my wife and my family.
1: How many hours a day do you write?
0: <sighs> Largely depends. Um, on a, on a, on a week, on a weekday, I'm you, I'm usually working eight hours of the day. So I try so with fire. So if I do what I do get off work, if I'm not inundated with, you know, the responsibilities of a parent, the responsibilities of a right. husband, I try to dedicate at least maybe at least an hour and a half to two hours to writing on the weekends. I'm a little bit more, I'm, I'm a lot, I'm a little bit more freer. So I'm able, so I'm able to put it. So I'm able to give myself those that two, maybe that, that two, that solid two, three, maybe four hours of writing. Um, I do, I do take breaks in between because sometimes staring at a laptop is hard and these, these yeah. old eyes, they accustomed the customer. These old eyes don't, don't work like they used to. <laughs> so, so I, so I do, so I do step away from the laptop every once in a while to kind of give myself a breather stretch, um, take a walk, take a walk out, take a walk outside, you know. And, it'll, it'll, it'll allow, and it allows me to clear my mind of the, I won't say the clutter, but it allows me to clear my mind of what, I, what, I'm, what I'm currently doing so that way when I come back to it, I'm refreshed and, I'm all, and I can jump back into it with, with new fervor.
1: Okay. I know that you mentioned and, and, and I think I hear a lot of People say this in different walks of life, that this is not the direction that I was going to go with this. And something led me to go into another direction. A lot of people don't mm-hmm. realize what the something, you know, a lot of people haven't tapped into what that something is, but they know that, you know, there was a different purpose when it started, but, you know, they were shifted in another direction. Do you uh, view writing as kind of spiritual practice?
0: Hmm. You know what? I I'll be writing, and I actually be writing two. in two things, in two things, actually. To be honest with you, I'll actually be writing as it is to me. It is a spiritual practice because it you know, number one. Before, and this is the. And I won't say this is a weird thing with me, but before I even sit down in front of my laptop, I I I I, I always pray and ask God to give give me the give me the words to speak. And, yeah. you know, allow me to say, allow me to say those words in a cohesive manner to where, to where whomever, whomever's lives need to be touched by it, they're touched by it. So I always pray that prayer. So it is spiritual to me, it is spiritual to me because I'm right, I'm right, I'm, I'm actually, I'm putting an extension of myself out in the universe.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and why, and why, while putting, putting, why putting myself out there in the universe, um, I'm, allow, I'm, I'm, I'm allowing myself to be. I'm allowing myself to be vulnerable, to be, to be touched, mm-hmm. to be, to be, to be affected. So it is a spiritual thing for me. It is, it is, it is also, it is also cathartic for me as well because it allowed because in for in, for, in forty six years of living, just like anybody, just like anybody else, you go through, you go through things. Right. You have ups. You have you have ups. You have downs. You have happy days. You have sad days. You have you. You gain, you gain people. You lose people. Um, things like things like that affect. These like things like that affect you in, way, in ways a lot of people don't realize. So writing for me is cathartic because it because it does because it does allow me allow does allow me to heal not only emotionally but it also gives me a chance to heal mentally. You know because we we all we all carry we all carry some sort of, we all carry weight. It just determines it just it just how much of the weight you how much of the weight you carry. Um mm-hmm. for me to write is always about healing. That's why that's why this name of this series is called Healed. Because mm. all these issues that we go through, we have to have so yeah. we have to have some form of healing from it. You know what I'm saying? Um a little something about me that a lot of people would not know about if had they not had they not had they not talked to me. Um the other reason the other reason why I write is because um it's, and it is this is well this, this is slightly emotional for me to talk about however i will talk about it um almost 4 years ago i i lost my I lost my oldest child to police violence um a police officer shot shot and killed my child my oldest son so from that point and this is where i kind of this is this is from that from that particular point Forward to now, and there were times in between where, in, in the development of a broken circle, and even into the development of broken chains, there was a there was a long there was a long break into that because at that particular point, I I questioned myself. I questioned like, do is this is this my purpose, God? Is this where you want me to be? Is this the vein you want me to be in? You know, and it was a, it was a for me it was it was an emotional reckoning of sorts. Um even to talk about it you, for, four years now, four years later, four years later, you know, it's still it still it still gets me misty out of things of that nature. Even so so certain days still bring a lot still bring a lot of pain. The one the, the one yeah. of the one of the reasons that I do write and that I continue to write is to, you know, Kind of bring forth that pain and give my and give myself the healing that I, healing that I need. You know, it's one thing to it's one thing to try, it's one thing to put yourself out there in that realm to heal others, but mm-hmm. while you while you're the one healing others, who's healing you?
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah, exactly. So uh, that's that. Would I always uh, I wanna...
1: go ahead. I I'm don't Sorry. Wanna... I don't want to touch upon that too much, but would you say no, no. that life changing experience um is when you truly learn that language and words have power
0: yes even even before even before even before the even before that experience even before even, even before that experience you you have you you understand that language your language and your words have power that's you know and not to be political that's the one thing that I think a lot of our politicians are learning right now yeah mhm <laughs> yeah our, our- our 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 words have power our words have impact our words bear weight and the words that you say the words you speak to people the words that you speak to people can will either can they will either uplift them or they are or bring, or condemn them or bring them down, down. Yeah. you mm-hmm. you you have you so when you when when people say well I, it's just it's just a phrase it don't mean nothing no you re no, you have to re you have to reevaluate and change your whole mode of thinking when you speak to people your words have impact they have weight they have they have meaning in the, the minute you put your words out there to the universe you can't you cannot pull you you can't pull them back because because they because back? they've already been projected They've already been projected, and now those words bring about a perception, Mm -hmm. and then they bring about inferences about certain things, about certain, and they they also bring about truths to who you are as a person. Because now people read now because of your words, people really see your thought process. They actually now they see your motivation. They see they see your they see your motivation they see what you who you really are why do you draw inferences that why do you draw conclusions from that from that when you shouldn't have when you shouldn't draw that conclusion you know your your words say a lot about you way before you step in the room hmm
1: Most definitely mhm
0: oh <laughs> well, yeah
1: what it's, you mentioned your short-term goals and you mentioned your long term, goals. What does, and I know a lot of, of, you know, writers or authors um, are elated when they have published a book or they published 10 books or, you know, they finally got on the bestsellers list. For you, what does literary success look like? (laughs)
0: Literary success for me is not about bestsellers list. It's not about how many Books I've sold, how many? Any, none of that. It literary success for me means if I can impact a life, if I can change someone's life, that is my that is my success story. You know, my success story is when someone can come to me and say, "I read your book. It impacted my life, and I ch- and I changed my life for the better just because of that." Um, a lot of people think that is based upon. What you, how many books someone sells, what your ranking is on Amazon, um, how much clout right. you have—I, I don't care about any of that type of stuff. I'm not, I'm not motivated by any of that. You know, my book can be like ranked ten thousand right now, and I and I wouldn't, and, and it doesn't matter to me because what matters to me is the lives that I touch and the lives that I impact.
1: And I believe that people have to have that within them when they first start writing. They have to know that when I'm done, when I close the cover and I submit this, that this was the purpose behind this book. And when Mm -hmm. I fulfilled that purpose, then yes, you know, I'm 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 walking in my destiny. I am um you know, I am successful um when I have completed my purpose. I believe that wholeheartedly not only as as, you know, an, an author. Um, but I tell the artists that are on the show the same thing. you has been working on this project three years. You finally finish the last track. You know, there's this amount of elation that comes over you. If nobody ever buys your album, but if you were able to instill during this whole process, if you were able to instill something in someone else and it caused a change in their lives, and that right there, you know, that was what all of that hard work was for. You know, everything doesn't happen to everybody instantaneously. You know what I mean? Sometimes it takes mm-hmm. you putting in the work. And sometimes that process is a lot longer for other people. But, again, you have to start with a – you have to be mission minded. You have to know what your purpose is. And then go forward with that right there. And I think at the end of oh, it, yeah. you know, that's when you find your your success. Me personally.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, we we trust me. Me and you are in complete alignment when it comes to that, because you know when, like I said, when I when I first when I first wrote this, you know, you know, I when I actually when I when I finally finished it, the the original the original one was a broken circle. When I finally finished it, you know, it it was more than just a feeling of elation. It was like you know. My the first part of my mission is complete. Now I now my second. Now the second part of my mission begins. But there were, but there was a, there, but there was such a feeling of elation when it was completed because I knew, I knew in my heart, I knew, I knew in my soul, I knew in my spirit that somebody would be, would be, t- would be touched by what I wrote, by be touched by what I wrote, what I wrote. You know, and and as I, you know, as I said before, I'm, I'm not, I'm not motivated by sales. I'm not motivated by amazon ranks or anything like that i'm not motivated by how many people how many five star reviews i have you know i'm not i'm not motivated by any of that my motivation is life shift changing people's lives if one person one person will come up to me and say you know hey you know your your book was very good i read it um or even if one person comes up to me and says like you like i said I, i read your book i saw i saw the error in my ways i changed my ways I'm moving toward a better i'm moving toward a better future and what and more of what God has plans has planned out for me that's you know that's my motive that's that's always that will all that's always my motivation when I sit in front of this lab when I sit in front of my laptop or when i you know grab a grab a notebook and write an outline that's always that's always my motivation it's my motivation and i and i pray and I pray that all the time when i sit when i when I do this when I write because it's it's very important.
1: What what piece of advice can you give an aspiring writer, someone who's listening right now, and they're kind of like me, where they got all these books inside of them, but they don't have a clue where to start. What piece of advice could you give to that person?
0: Well, the first piece of advice I would give to anybody, and anybody that's writing or anybody that's a, that aspires to write is number one. You know, if you if you if you have if you have any if you have stories built to build it trapped I won't say trapped in you if you have stories that are just waiting to come out. The first thing the first thing I will always tell tell the individual tell the individual that's writing is number one find your voice. Your your voice and your and this is it's a unique pro- I won't say a unique process but your voice your voice is the is the most unique thing when it comes to writing because your voice is your trademark it's your it's your stamp it's your signature everybody's voice when they write is different so first of all first thing find your voice once you once you find once you find your voice focus on focus on things that that cater to your voice if if you want to, if you write, if you want to write a book about human trafficking, or if you, and if you, if that's your voice, if your voice is towards, you know, police violence, or if your voice is more in a political or a geopolitical type commentary, write about the research, research those things that that fit your voice. Secondly, not, not secondly, but thirdly, do not be afraid to go outside the box. Writing is writing is not writing is not writing is not traditional, as there are many styles to it. Don't be don't be afraid to don't be afraid to don't be afraid to alter your style or take take in parts of some parts of other other people's styles and integrate it into your own. Um. Lastly, um, just you know. Well, I won't say lastly. Fourthly is basically just you know keep it keep it simple. Um, you don't have you don't have to make it overly complicated because it's not an overly complicated process. Um, if you have a certain process to where you do, like if you have a certain process, like you Miss Naki, if you have a certain process to where you conduct or do research papers, your process to your process to a research papers can be can be is the same is the same as writing a book. It's the it's the same process. It's it's it follows the same format, but it's a lot. But we're writing a book, so it's a lot more looser than writing a research paper. Because with a research paper, you're stuck. You're you're confined to that subject. With a book, you're you're way your way you're much more freer because now you're able to experiment and try new ideas. And that and actually that and that's actually that's my last that's the that's the last one. Try new ideas. Um try new ideas and be and be versatile um like i said you know writing about social ills and social injustice and things that, that that affect us as people that's one thing that's that's only one that's only one of the things i like to write about i like to write I, I also write military fiction so i so i do so i so don't be afraid to step out and try and try new ideas or try new genres you might you may be you might be surprised that you that you might be surprised that you're just as good at writing that as you are with your with, where you with your
1: base, okay, there you have it. This is one of those shows that should have been a little bit longer, but I still want to pick your brain with some more questions <laughs> unfortunately we are out of time. So I do want to give you the hmm. opportunity to go ahead and get all of your contact information out um, for anyone who wants to um, purchase the book, um, purchase future books. They want to, you know, I don't know, they want to work on a collaboration with you for, for whatever reason they want to reach out to you and contact you. If they've read your book and they've been moved and they want to just let you know, go ahead. The floor is yours to give your contact information now.
0: All right. So, for you guys can reach me uh, by email at authorflb at, at, at gmail dot com. Uh, my my book my books are in paperback format and also ebook format. They are available on um, Amazon dot com. Um, they offer they they are available for sale on Amazon dot com. If you want to leave a review, you can leave a review on Amazon dot com. I also my book my book is also available on Goodreads dot com. You can leave a you can leave a review there. Um, if you know, you if you if you want to reach out to me on social media, you can reach out to me on social media boy um on Facebook, um uh, Frederick Beatty. Um you can also reach out to me on Twitter, um what is my oh at author Um you can also reach out to me on um on Instagram GAN seventy two. Um I'm all um I am also building a website, but that's currently under construction. So once that becomes available, I'll let everyone know about that.
1: Um, awesome. Well, there you have it. And Instagram, let me spell that out for you guys. It's G A N Z 7 2 on Instagram. All right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I thank you so much for being here with me this evening. You could have been anywhere this past hour, but I chose to take the time to be here with me. That means you Yes, ma'am. Me. give your lovely wife my love um, and tell her to yes, keep the that motivates force behind you. Um, I think, guys, we are not going to have, he said, she said, this Saturday because I still don't have a heat. But you can join me right back here at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Monday for New Music Monday. On Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Two Lit Tuesdays. And on Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Indie Fire. I want to leave you with a quote. I don't think people realize how much strength it takes to pull your own self out of a poisonous situation. When someone you love you see, or with someone who loves you see. So if you've done that today or any day, I'm proud of you. Until Monday, have a good night. Ooh, wow.